the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So a good and godly Christian leader is a servant, faithful steward, works for Jesus, loves the Bible, doesn't take credit for things that God has enabled him to do, is willing to be inconvenienced, overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, until the day you die, so you can hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Well, just some of the qualifications of a godly leader. We've got more the rest of this week, but today we close out Godly Leaders Part 1 out of 1 Corinthians 4, here today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely, our pastor here at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and at highlands.us. Here's Pastor Leighton now as we get things rolling on today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse. You know, one of the things that Paul was dealing with, and the reason one of the reasons that he wrote this was there were some leaders who had not been called or gifted or matured sufficiently for that role. They were bossy, they were pushy, they were narrow-minded, they were arrogant, they were hyper-spiritual. You know, I have heard from God. Uh, self-righteous, difficult, uh, obstinate, and and all kinds of things. And, and so he, uh, Paul... Uh, ask these questions. He says, who regards you as superior? What do you have that you did not receive? And if you did receive it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Now, what Paul is saying is, is for who regards you as superior? Do, do you think you're superior to others in the church? What makes you think you're so superior? What, did you, what do you have that you did not receive? You know, there are gifted church leaders who really believe that they themselves are the source of their gift. There are great preachers that think that they are responsible for making themselves great preachers because of how they've given themselves to honing and improving their gifts of communication. There are worship leaders who think that they themselves have made themselves Exceptional by virtue of their own efforts, self-improvement, the lectures that they've gone to and the people they've studied with. There are teachers who think that they're superior because of the hours that they have spent in study. And this is not to discount in any fashion preparation or intentional self-improvement. But folks, the reason a preacher can preach well is because they are gifted to preach well. The reason a teacher can teach well is because they are gifted to teach well. And the gift didn't come from them, it came from God. And the ability comes from God. And the ability to grow and learn and improve comes from God. It all comes from God. And if you did did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? What, What are we without God? Let me tell you what we are. We're piles of dust. That's what we are without God. It's God who forms the dust. It's God who brings and breathes into us the breath of life. It's God who gives us health and strength and a sound mind. It's God that gives us time, talents, and treasures. 
Everything that we have received, we have received from God. So why do we boast as though it's something uh, from us? Now, I I need to address this uh, to make sure that we're clear here. Taking pride in your work is good. Being proud is bad. Being arrogant is bad. Now, we know from many scriptural references, being arrogant is bad. God uh, resists the proud. So we know that's very clear. So, Pastor, why are you saying it's okay to take pride in your work? The reason I'm saying that is because we are invited to follow the example of God, our Heavenly Father. And in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, in only two chapters, God describes the creation of the universe. He describes the creation of the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars and the plants and the animals, all in very few words, which means that every word must be important. And if a word is repeated, it must be very, very important. And we find certain words repeated in, in, the, in those chapters. It was good. What God did at the end of his day was step back, look at his workmanship, and take pride in his workmanship. I did good work today. And we as Christians should follow that example. We should be able to step back at the end of our day, look on our work, and say, it was good. So it's good and godly to take pride in our work and to have a good reason to take pride in our work. It's not good to be proud or arrogant. There have been a lot of attention that's come to the church because of the work that we as a team did in our community. And folks, all we did was what Christians are supposed to do. All we did was what Christians are supposed to do. We did it well. We can take pride in our work, but there's no room for arrogance at all. So a good and godly Christian leader is a servant, a steward, works for Jesus, loves the Bible, does not take credit for things that God has enabled him to do, and Paul says the work is hard and unattractive. And he begins by mocking his readers. You've already been filled. You've already become rich. You've, You've become kings without us. And indeed, I wish that you had become king so that we might also reign with you. These immature, arrogant leaders thought they were so high and mighty that they reigned and ruled and bossed people around. And Paul says, I wish, I wish you'd become king so we might reign with you. For I think God has exhibited us apostles, last of all, as men condemned to death because we have become a spectacle to the world, both to angels and to men. Now, Paul is here alluding to the games of the Colosseum where men condemned to death were eaten by lions and other hungry animals or cut down by the gladiators for the sake of entertaining those in the arena. Verse 10, we are fools for Christ's sake, but you are prudent in Christ. We are weak, but you are so strong. You are distinguished, but we are without honor. You know, not everyone honors Christian leaders. To this present hour, we're both hungry and thirsty, are poorly clothed, are roughly treated, and are homeless. You know, full-time church ministry is not attractive to someone who holds in high esteem worldly wealth. There is ceilings that exist in the ministry that do not exist in other career paths. And we toil, working with our own hands, 
Real ministry involves toil. It involves hard work. And not just with the hands, but with the heart, and with the mind, and with our feet. It's dealing with the hurts that people have, and the failures that people have. Dealing with those and carrying our own hurts and our own failures as well. And many pastors lose much sleep uh, because of of sin's grasp and devastation in the lives of those in their congregation. And when we're reviled, we're cursed, we bless. You know, one one of the harder requirements of ministry is that we refrain from punching somebody in the mouth who so richly deserves it. (laughs) When we're persecuted, we endure. When we're slandered, we try to conciliate. When we're slandered, we try to conciliate. You know, good and godly leaders try to bring peace, even with people who are going around and spreading destructive lies about them. And it happens. And it's happened to me. We become as the scum of the world, the dregs of all things, even until now. I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. So what's Paul saying? He's saying that Christian leadership, some people get into a thing, it's glamorous and easy. It'll make you rich. It'll bring you respect and admiration. And, but the reality is that ministry leaders can be treated like the scum of the earth, even by other church people and other church leaders. So if you're going to get into church leadership, you need to do it for the right reasons. You need to do it because you love Jesus. And because Jesus loves his church, you love his church. So a good and godly Christian leader is a servant, faithful steward, works for Jesus, loves the Bible, doesn't take credit for things that God has enabled him to do, is willing to be inconvenienced, overworked, underpaid, underappreciated, until the day you die, so you can hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But we're so glad that Paul has written this portion for us to understand what to look for in a Christian leader. And like I said, our, I, I'm going to give you some homework. If, if you, It's optional homework. You don't get graded on it. But um, please pray for our church that uh, God will provide us more good and godly leaders. We don't want bossy, pushy, narrow-minded, arrogant, hyper-spiritual, self-righteous, difficult, obstinate, narrow people in leadership like Paul was having to deal with there at the church at Corinth. So pray that our church is protected from such leaders. Pray that God brings such leaders. And perhaps, as I've been speaking today, you say, you know, it's not attractive, it's hard work, but I want to step up. I want to make myself available. And then a second point is to pray for the church leaders because there are days where the fatigue can wear down resolve. And uh, your encouraging notes uh, and and comments are are very, very important uh, uh, to church leaders. 
and giving them good news about lives that have been turned around, marriages that have been saved, families that have gotten back together is also a great source of encouragement as well. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we say thank you for your word and for the guidance that it gives us. We thank you, Lord, for the the leaders that you have brought to Highlands. We have been so blessed with so many good and godly leaders in so many areas. And Lord, we do need more leaders. We need to continue to grow as you grow us because you desire to grow us. Lord, continue to guide and protect this church, we pray, for your glory, for your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, friend, you've been listening to Study Verse by Verse with our teacher and pastor from Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno, Pastor Leighton Sheely. To close our time together today, I'd leave you with our website address. A great place to start if you would like to know more about Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely, and Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. The web address is really quite simple, highlands.us. That is highlands.us. Pay us a visit, drop us an email, let us know you're a listener of the program, and take advantage of the resource materials available there. And come back and join us tomorrow for another study, verse by verse. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.